0: Uber. They used to be the Uber startup. Everybody wanted to build the Uber for something, you know, Uber for sea lions or Uber for zucchini bread. But in the past year or two, investors woke up to the fact that ride-sharing on its own is a pretty unprofitable business to be in. Today's founder, Aparna Srinivasan, is trying to build a business on ride-sharing for pets. But our investors wonder if being pet-friendly is enough to bring in the big bones. And if it is, what's to stop Uber from offering rides for pets too, putting her company spot on in a tight spot? From Gimlet, this is The Pitch. I'm Josh Muccio. Let's meet the investors. I'm Charles Hudson. Charles started Precursor Ventures, where he's invested 45 million in over hundred startups to date.
1: I'm Sarah Downey.
0: Sarah's a partner at Accomplice, and they've invested 600 million in over 200 startups so far. One example, a company called DraftKings.
2: I'm Michael
3: Hyatt.
0: Michael built and sold two software companies for over $500 million, and now he invests for himself.
2: I'm Jillian Mannis.
0: Jillian is an angel investor and a partner at Structure Capital, where they've invested 98 million in startups like the aforementioned ride-hailing giant, Uber. I'm Phil Nadell. Phil's companies have sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Now he manages Forefront Venture Partners, one of the largest syndicates on AngelList. Will the pitch for Spot On be Spot On? It's coming up in just a moment
4: this episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
5: Hey All right. Hi Hi, how are Aparna, you? Aparna, good to meet you.
0: Hi, Aparna, and Phil. Aparna steps in the room wearing a light blue polo. You know those polyester golf shirts? It's that kind. And where a pocket should be is her company name, spot
3: on, with a cute little paw on the logo.
1: Quick question, who's a pet parent? Oh, I so oh, am.
3: I have a Chihuahua who thinks she's my other daughter.
1: I have two cats, um, and their names are Princess Jigglypuff and Mr. Polar Bear. That's just silly. So, first of all, um, I am the founder. Our CEO,
6: Krishna, my dog, and he's at home doing his CEO duties. (laughs) I started the spot on for him. One of the hardest things to do is getting around town with your pet without actually driving yourself. And there are Ubers and Lyfts out there, and it's very inconvenient because it's to the discretion of the driver whether they're gonna take you or not. I had the problem because I had two big dogs. One of the biggest challenges was taking them to the airport. I'd beg my friends for rides, pay my car service, $350 to go six miles. I had to because we had a plane to catch. So step in spot on, we're the solution. We are ride hailing service for people and their pets. Aparna
0: says Spot On has groomed its service just for pets. There's harnesses for dogs, carriers for the cats, seat liners to keep accidents in check, and the drivers are happy to have Mr. Polar Bear and Princess Jigglypuff along for the ride. A year in, Spot On now gives 5,000 rides a month.
6: We're actually revolutionizing pet mobility. Hmm. We have unaccompanied pet rides, which we're piloting. So if you're a busy pet parent, you simply request a ride, we'll take your dog, cat, hamster to a destination of your choice without you actually being there. Can
3: you, can you just take <laughs> us through how much are you raising and what have you raised to date and what deals sure, the valuation I and mean, all absolutely, that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. We're
6: raising 750. I've closed about 250,000 of that. 750?
3: And what valuation? Uh,
6: yeah. At 3 million valuation. Do you have a version of the the app that we could see? Yes, I do. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. So basically, you can load it up on your smartphone. Like so, and the map comes up, shows you drivers, and obviously
0: the app looks like Uber or Lyft, except you either choose people and dogs or
6: people and cats. People and cats. <laughs> and then you choose your drop-off location. Let's say let's go to Central Park Zoo, and then you choose your time.
5: So it's not on demand.
6: So currently we're not on demand. Uh, we have a two-hour booking window, mm-hmm. and that's because we have to get. Enough drivers on our platform and our order beyond be your on demand. A two-hour
3: booking window. Wow. Yes, that's a problem.
6: It actually hasn't been a problem because a lot of people schedule their their animals' visits. They know when yeah, they're going to work. No, that's true. That's but when true. we do go on demand, we're still going to have this booking option because everybody seems to like it. Our drivers like it too.
2: So tell me a little bit about you. Could you please yeah. and your team?
6: Yeah. Sure. We're a team of four. Okay. Um, I'm the founder and CEO. Mm-hmm. And last company that I started, okay. a boutique marketing firm, ran that for 12 years. My CTO and co-founder, John, when I told him about this idea, he was like, you want to do what? It's <laughs> like, uh, like an Uber for pets. And then three months later, he calls me back and he was like, I've been an Uber driver for three months. I kind of figured this out. I think we can do it and we can do it better. Hmm. So that's the kind of team I have. Yeah, we wow. And actually, we did a pilot in L.A., I printed up some flyers, went to the dog park. We started getting calls. Hey, can you come pick us up? Sure. I was driver number one. We took over 500 rides. My friends were driving for me. Um, and that's why I knew I had something.
2: Jeez, I like uh. your moxie.
6: And actually, to go even further, I stood outside LAX, talked to every dog, cat person that was coming in, asked them, how did you get here? Do you have any idea if there's a convenient solution? And I put all this together and now we have spot on that's humming
2: here in New York City. First of all, I am so impressed by you. Oh, I just you. have to say.
0: Ah, Jillian loves a good founder backstory. On the
3: flip side, ladies and gentlemen, money man, Michael Hyatt. Give us an example of a ride and how much yeah. money do sure. you get yeah. paid? Yeah. Like let's you say let's say come. it's someone from downtown Manhattan to one of the airports and they did it in an Uber. What would they pay then? What would they pay with you? What's your cut?
6: Yeah, absolutely. So we are actually the most profitable ride-hailing company in New York City. Our rides are very similar to your Uber and Lyft, but we are a little bit more expensive because we're a premium service. Sure. So we, we're we more in the Uber black range as far as what you would pay to be in one of our cars. Average ride is about $35. We take 15% of that fare, and then the remaining 85% is given to the driver, So that's kind of where... You realize that Uber
2: and Lyft are more like 20, 25%. Exactly.
6: We actually give our drivers more of an incentive to take pets. Mm. With Uber and Lyft, they're not going to take you. But because we're offering that financial incentive...
3: Why do you uh, say they're not going to take you? I've been in those a ton of times with animals.
6: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. There are drivers out there that will. It's just a hit or miss. Ours is a guaranteed service. But don't just get into
3: an Uber and hand the guy
2: 20 bucks or 50 bucks extra and he'll just say, okay, I'll take it? I, I was not aware in... Uh, that they had the right to turn you down if you have a pet.
6: Absolutely, yeah. we've actually been getting a lot of if reports. If you have an allergy, yes. Exactly, that's the exact reason doesn't why. Doesn't money
2: solve that problem?
5: Well, I get people, it. If, if you're Michael, money problem.
2: doesn't Especially. solve old problems. Well, you salt, can't just yeah for, uh, for, for 20 For
1: Uber, Uber drivers with a
5: dog, it does. Wouldn't it also be easy for Uber to have a pet just, option in their app and just say, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what i am like.
1: thinking. Like, can't you just have like a feature in the settings? It's yes. like, turn it on. Actually, to answer that question,
6: Uber has recently added Uber pet yeah they relaunched it for the fourth time it's not available in New York City they've uh, launched it 2013 in Dallas 2015 in Turkey 2017 in Singapore and now 2019 every two years
2: uh, they've expanded it to Austin. But Philly, but, see, okay, but seeing so your success, don't you it? think Uber would then see this as natural because you've already primed the pump? Right. So the to speak? issue
6: with with how Uber is doing it is that they're basically taking the existing human formula and laying it on top of a pet formula. So what we're seeing coming out of Austin, Philadelphia, and the markets they're in now, Nashville, is that yeah, they're clicking Uber Pet. Drivers aren't available. Drivers keep canceling. It's not a guaranteed service. They're still not okay. finding that. This is does, it, does it strike grip.
3: anybody that Uber and Lyft struggle? To do this? No, to make yeah. any money. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. So wait, I, I guess what I'm struggling oh. at, if you're 35 bucks a ride, that's what you said, and you get a 15%, I know 5 bucks to you. What's... And what does that represent in revenues? Revenue-wise, uh, close to about $112,000 a month in, gr- in, in in gross. In gross. So you're 15% of that. We're 15% that. of that. Yeah.
6: Can you move that 15%
3: yours? to 25%, we are make mm-hmm. more money? Yes, yeah.
6: this is our testing phase.
7: I was just gonna say like, UberX is a tough business. Mm-hmm. Uber yeah. Black is not a tough business. Correct. And so if you're doing Uber Black pricing, you can avoid the bottom feeder that's pricing competition behavior that's, that drags that's down. That's a good response. Margins and more price sensitive. Yeah, but and we also
6: have, have a specific well, I'm clientele it a bit that, that we're now. going after.
3: <laughs> what, what's your customer acquisition cost if you make five bucks?
6: So uh, currently, our customer acquisition costs are under a dollar. Huh.
3: I'll tell you
6: why. It's our B2B strategy. We've partnered up with several partners. They're bringing in over 65% of our rides, which is lowering our cost of customer Who's acquisition. That? Google, WeWork, Petco, many vets in the city. Google and WeWork, were are servicing their pet-friendly office spaces. So you would get a discount on our rides for being uh, an employee at Google.
7: My question was: going to be, What mm. percentage of this is repeat usage? Because yeah. like this feels to make the kind of business yeah. where if you find if you tap into those people, right. it becomes a habit. Yeah,
6: right. I mean, right now our usage, our repeat usage, is close to, I'd say forty five percent. Once so they that. use this us once, they're hooked because they know that we have a service that is not just guaranteed, but we're safe. Our drivers are amazing. Trust, trust. You, you build trust.
0: All right, the investors are getting passionate here which is rarely a bad thing in a pitch. They just want spot on to be less like Uber. The question is, can pets be the magic piece to make ride sharing profitable? That's after the break.
4: This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
0: Welcome back. So far, investor Michael Hyatt is wavering back and forth. He likes it. He likes it not. He likes it. This is not typical. Typical Michael has a point of view and he stands by it like man's best friend. What comes next is more true to form. Tell
3: us how, is this, how does this become a big business? I'm struggling because I like you, I like the pitch, I love what Charles had to say, which kind of got me off of the Uber X and onto the the Uber Blacks. And now I'm thinking, how does it become not a niche business? How is this a business business?
6: If you look at the pet landscape, there's nobody that's in pet mobility right now. We can harness the power of the pet market by groomers and daycares. How many daycares are there here in New York City? Oh,
2: a gazillion. So we
6: can essentially become their transportation service. Have you service. talked to them? We are currently talking to them and that's why I said our partnership with Petco is actually going to really take this to another level.
5: I'm sorry. What is the deal with Petco? What what are they doing for you and
6: in- So we're basically going to be servicing their Union Square location, so bringing pets to and from Union Square with or without their owners depending on what kind of if they're going for grooming or otherwise.
7: Can we reframe that a little bit, though? Like, it sounds to me like you have a couple different services. You have, like Michael said, you have the, like, it's you and your dog going across town. Right. Maybe Uber can do, that, do that easily. Yes. But then you've got the unaccompanied pet yes. going to the vet. Yes, There's, exactly. like, a training yes. spec-
6: That's a service, so cool. yeah. by the way. What
5: percentage of rides are these unaccompanied?
6: So we're just piloting that with our mm. vet partners. So what we've been seeing is probably about... Uh, Close to about 150 coming in a month. And it's very limited because we want to make sure that we perfect it before we uh,
1: release it to the public. How many vet
5: partners do you have? We
1: have over 20 in New York City. First of all, I am squarely in your target market. Like, I pay a vet to come to my house. I live in Boston, and I have two cats who hate to be in the car. I would pay so much just for the peace of mind. Like, if I can't be there in the unaccompanied visit, that's a skill. Imagine like a baby carrier installation. Right. That's like well, why Bart, Aren't the edge case? Like everything that's, just well, said That's what I'm like, struggling so with. Not, they're, they're so just, highly in okay, demand. Okay, so what do you
3: think of this business?
1: I really like it. I do too. I think I'm going to invest. Thank you, guys. Me too. Yeah.
7: I really like the business too. <laughs> um, I am not going to invest yet. Something Michael said I think we need to run down and I don't think we can do it in this room, which is let's assume that the... Hey, I'm just going from Central Park back to my house with my pet after a fun day out. Assuming that business gets commoditized is the remainder of the business. Interesting. It might turn out that like for the unaccompanied pet visit, you could charge way more. Way more. Right. So I'm going to pass for now, but I would like to spend time with you and see if I could get convinced that assuming that that business gets commoditized or at a minimum gets more competitive... What models could you use on the higher end things that are more difficult to replicate? And does that yield an interesting company? I think my hunch is the answer is probably it does.
0: Thank you. Charles is out. He might be interested if a partner can convince him that Spot On is more than just a mashup of Uber and Fido. If Spot On can do a lot of things that Uber can't do, then he might invest.
3: What's the biggest thing you need to do with this product?
6: The biggest thing we need to do is expand our footprint In New york city and show the scalability
3: how do you do that in
6: order for us to do that we need to really pump more money into our marketing what we've been doing right now is relying heavily on our business partners which is great but there are a lot of people out there that don't know about us and we really need to so you're not you're not
5: you're not focused then 100 on the b2b you 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 want to expand the b2c uh marketing channel
6: well we are ab 2 c business at the end of the day right it's just how we yeah, exactly. It's just how we acquire our customers. So absolutely, we want to expand the B2B, but in order for us to really show the full width and breadth of what we do, we really need to get the customer directly.
5: I'd be much more interested if you were focused strictly on the B2B. But I'd love to see you doubling down on that and not the focus on direct uh, B2C. So I, I think that for now, I'm a pass-
3: Okay. Why did you call the company Spot On? It was just like their carpet cleaning. Like, why not Pet Ride? <laughs> that would be actually, Spot Off.
2: That actually, no, like Pet Ride. Why no, wouldn't no, it be
3: Spot On? Line. Like, what do, you do Okay,
5: for no, no, you're Spot
2: company? On because that is you, actually Jillian. what I was thinking too. Right. Spot On, I have zero, it's easy to spell, easy to remember, but what does it have to do with the service? So Spot is a common name for a dog, cat, Got and
6: huh, not not a cat. Spot.
2: There's no cat named Spot. But okay, so we Would you be open to rebranding this so that it has pet ride more of pet uh, something that, yeah, that people I mean, we're, would we're, associate?
6: We're we're new enough that we can because okay. you know we don't. Yeah. This is our only market right now. Yes. So as far as rebranding, yeah. it, it would be very easy for us to actually. So let me just
3: wrap up mine, then you guys can keep going. But look, uh, I'm going to pass. Let me tell you why. 2019 very specifically said one thing to investors, which is user economics matter very much. And I think you're great. I think this is a very cool niche business. But as soon as you actually start going wider and actually start putting marketing money in, one thing you're going to find about a B2C, you will drink capital marketing this business. This is going to be horrendously expensive to scale. So for that reason, I'm out. Thank
2: you. Okay, I'm I'm going to cut to the chase here. I'm just going to put 25000 in of my own right Thank now. You. Okay. And I do think there's a lot to be proven out here. But I actually believe you are going to get big margins. I know that pet owners pay so much and that they really don't care about cost. They care about trust. Thank you.
1: I, I also am in for twenty-five k. Yeah. We sit here and we wait for something to grab us and... I come from a family of crazy pet people. Like, my first job at 16 (laughs) was a dog salesperson. Like, my mom is a full-time cat adoptee. Mm. She basically facilitates the adoptions between the shelter and, and the people. I think this could be really Big and mm-hmm. I like like Jillian. You know, I still have a lot of questions, but like the fact that both you and your CTO went out and drove yes. these cars and t- waited for people at the airport yes. like that is what I want to see in a founder. And like, you just have it so, oh, thank so, you. So, I'm in. Thank you. All thank right, thank you very much. Thank you. Very thank interesting. you for your time. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you.
5: Be in touch. Okay. We have to
2: rethink spot on just a little. <laughs> Pet ride. We'll talk ten. about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. About
7: it.
1: Okay. Pet ride. Thank you. Thanks for you. Paw
7: control. Patrol. <laughs> Pet ride. What did you say, Paw Patrol. <laughs> patrol. <laughs> Which one was it? Might be, might be already used. What was it? I think they should just call it Yelp.
0: Oh, wait. Well, after Aparna leaves the room, Michael is like a dog with a bone. He just keeps making his case against Spot On.
3: The, the biggest companies on the planet that are into ride sharing struggle with unit economics. Yeah sure that you know it's niche and everything else and has a premium but i I, I suspect what will happen is that she's going to try to launch and she's going to find it very very expensive to add clients this is I,
5: this is why I'm focused on the the B two B opportunity. I think I agree. Perf- well, that's not where the, she's going to go. Know, no, that's what no, me. no. See, that's exactly I disagree. Okay, me. so
2: I disagree. I think that this woman is coachable, and I think just in the time that she was here, she she was starting to th- rethink this. And I do think that I mean, this is going to be. Part but i don't of not in the business oh, of my teaching investment. entrepreneurs. I,
3: I want them to run the what? company. How are you, yeah
2: What? You don't want to be in the business no, of teaching entrepreneurs? No. That's no, what, I one want of the it, I things to, that we do, we, no, well, I, don't. we have...
3: I, I, I want them to run the company and have vision, and I want to support them.
2: But the, she already does. I'm not
3: does. into the taking them to school. So right. I mean, I'm not. Jillian, it's Coachable not taking them. You don't have time. I can hardly. You, get, you can hardly get on the phone. You're so busy. Okay. You, you don't have time
5: to do Coachable this. Coachable is one thing, but I, the vi- I want. I agree with Michael. I want to see that the vision lady. is. If she said our vision is B 2 B, that's our differentiator well, from Uber. We we're not going direct to consumer. We're focused on that's partners. I would be. I would be down. Well.
2: You know what? I wanna see before I invest, I wanna see what percentage of that seven fifty they're gonna be using for partnerships, for B2B, yeah. and what percentage they're gonna use for consumers.
1: Yeah, like yeah. this is is this risky? Hell yeah. But like I'm willing to take a risk on IMT. somebody who, who will jump in LA in a car That's and, right. and You're break right. it
3: right. outside money in, in an right. airport. Yeah. 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 And and Okay. Agree to
2: disagree? Agree to disagree.
3: There's no money in it. Th- so. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. no oh, agree. I can't agree. wait for you to eat those words.
0: But will Michael have to eat those words? That's coming up after the break.
4: This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
0: Welcome back. In the months that followed Aparna's pitch, a lot went down. Producer Heather Rogers got her to tell the story. And the first thing that happened is Aparna got on a call with Jillian. And right off the bat, she began fielding more questions about the competition.
6: Uber is so huge looming over us that it might just be too big for us to overcome. It's always a question. It's always um, something that looms heavy. I've put it in many different ways. Yes, Uber's out there, and I know you're concerned, but guess what? This is how we're going to be able to fix that.
0: After the call, Aparna wasn't sure which way Jillian was leaning. But soon enough, one unread message popped up from Jillian Manis. Here's Heather.
6: What did that email say? Uh, the email basically said, hey, I've thought about this, and I think Uber is just too big of a hurdle to get over, and I'm going to pass
0: A few days later, Aparna gets another email, this time from Sarah, and she passes too, for the same reason as Jillian, Uber.
4: These two people from the pitch room were so excited about Spot On. Like, in the room, they were super excited about it. Like, can you describe what it was like to read those emails?
6: Yeah, honestly, it was a blow because I just thought that these two amazing women are going to be supporting another woman. And that I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to close out this year with like two major investors that are going to jump on board. Awesome. Two. Oh, no. Both of them are out. (laughs) Um, And
4: then what what did you
6: do next? Did you email them back? Yeah, uh, I emailed them back and I thanked them for their time. But then I did want to, you know, add that Yes, you're worried about Uber, but if we think about it, Chewy.com is in the world of Amazon. They're doing amazing. Uh, Rover is in the world of Airbnb. So if those guys can do it, then yeah, Spot On has a space in Uber and Lyft's world as well. So that's, that's basically the way I ended it. And then I went on um, a holiday. <laughs> and then... Uh, About three weeks go by and Jillian uh, sends me a message and said, can we talk? I said, sure. And then the next thing you know, my phone rings and it's a call from California and I'm like, okay. And she's like, hi, it's Jillian. She's like, look, I can't stop thinking about you. I can't stop thinking about what you have and how much you've done. I mean, she was just like, "It's, it's searing in my mind and I have to help you.
0: Here's Jillian.
2: I kept thinking, okay, let me see how I can make it work. Let me see what companies I can get partner with her. Let me see about investors. Let me see, because I could not let go of it. What was exactly the thing that you couldn't let go of? Her. Mm. I think said she has everything a founder needs.
6: And she was like, I'm gonna have a, a look again at the investment, but I also want to help you in other ways. And this is basically how she worded it. I think you need a behemoth to go up against a behemoth. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm, we're, you know, I was like, we're ready for it. Let's go. I mean, this is what I need. I
2: thought that if I could get the best partners for her, like a WAG and some other ones I actually had in my head, then I could create some pilots for her mm-hmm. that would definitely show some
6: validation. She was like, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, email Garrett, the CEO of WAG, and tell him to get on a call with you. Um, Uh So, I mean, that's, and she did. She did, because the very next day, I get an email from Garrett. Mm -hmm. And literally a day after that email, I get on a call with Garrett. Wow.
0: So Garrett Smallwood is the CEO of WAG which, funny enough, people often describe WAG as the Uber for dogs. If you need a dog walker or a dog sitter, you pull up WAG on your phone and you get one, stat. And as an investor in the company, Jillian saw obvious partnership potential between Spot On and WAG, hence the introduction to Garrett. Now, to put that into perspective, that's like introducing an aspiring singer to Beyonce. To a Parna, Garrett is a total celebrity.
6: Can you tell me a little bit more about the call? So the call happened in my cousin's Tesla. Um, (laughs) So I was actually sitting at the mall charging the car while I was talking to, uh, to Garrett. And he found that very funny. Uh I mean, I, I'm bold. I get right to the point. I'm like, dude, I'd like to partner with you. And he Mm -hmm. asked me, how do you think that would look? And I was like, Hey, you guys have cats and dogs that you have to send to their boarding places. Why not have a quote-unquote delivery system where mm-hmm. we can pick up the pet, take it to uh, the boarder's house, and then once the, the, uh, the stay is over, we bring the pet back. Or excursions. Okay. Now you can offer WAG excursions. You know, a walker can take uh, 10 dogs from New York City to uh, the beach or hiking in the mountains or something <laughs> like that in a spot on. I That's mean, how amazing, amazing would that be? Right? How amazing would that be? And he was he was really liking that. I mean, he liked the direction he liked. um, And he was really excited about our numbers and, um, you know, the general direction that we're going in. One downside was that, you know, we are only in New York City. But he was like, yeah, you know, we'd love to partner with you, but you're only in New York. And I was like, yeah, but New York's really big. (laughs) So exactly how did you leave it with him? Yeah. I mean, he actually said, you know, let's talk about this uh, further along. Let's get through your pet co-pilot. Let's see how that goes. And then let's really sit down and develop what we need to, to see a partnership come out of spot on and wag. Wow. Yeah. Let's just see where everything goes. Okay. So you talked to Garrett two days before Christmas. Yeah. And then
4: you hear back. Then tell me, what's the next thing that happens with Jillian?
6: So it was a couple of days after. I think it was just after the new year. She said, I'm going to invest. I want to put in $25,000. So everything was all set. I was just waiting for her to sign the documents. She said she was sending it to her legal team so they can review it really quick. We were all thinking, yay, it's a green light. Let's go. A couple of days before we were supposed to close, she came back to me and said, I just heard from legal and there seems to be a conflict of interest. So I was like, Oh wow. That sucks. That totally sucks. Yeah. It was a real big blow. I was like, shoot man. Wow. Ah, but I did respond to her and I, and I basically, you know, said, yeah, that, that's uh, if legal says it, legal says it, right? <laughs> it's like she said, like, I really want to go out with you, but my parents just won't let
4: me
7: do it.
6: Exactly. It wasn't that she didn't believe in this. It wasn't that she didn't think that we had what it took. It was just, unfortunately, there are certain things that, you know, lawyers say and do that is in the best interest of their client. And I understand that. It wasn't me, it wasn't spot on, it wasn't our team.
5: Right. So
6: it really makes me happy to know that we're doing something right. And mm-hmm. we're doing something that people want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's what's gonna keep us going through everything. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. we're not gonna be as big as Uber. That's not our market. Our market is much smaller, um, but that smaller market works well for us because we can dominate that market and we can show that we are the best. We are the best at taking you, your pet, just your pet, uh, however it is around town in a safe, convenient, and reliable way.
0: Now, everything you just heard is where things stood for Aparna in January before the coronavirus took over our lives. As you can imagine, the virus is hitting her business particularly hard. People in New York City aren't traveling with their pets right now. But Aparna moved quickly to make a change in the business to keep drivers busy. Now, people use Spot On without their furry friends. Yes, Spot On has become even more like Uber because of the pandemic. But one thing they're doing that Uber is most definitely not is Aparna is giving 100% of the fare to the drivers. And when I asked her how she could possibly afford to do that, she said, and I quote, this is a time for leaders to step up and do what we can to help. A few weeks of zero revenue will not put us out of business. Yet a few weeks of zero pay for drivers will hurt them tremendously. is hosted by me, Josh Muccio, produced by Heather Rogers and Chris Neary. We're edited by Sarah Saracen. Theme music by The Musemaker. original compositions from Breakmaster Cylinder, Peter Leonard, So Wiley, and The Musemaker. We're mixed by Enoch Kim. Lisa Muccio coordinated the recording of this pitch. And here's our quick disclaimer, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with a brand new episode in two weeks on Wednesday.
4: This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.